Support for this podcast and the following messages comes from Texas Mutual Insurance Company, proud to support the many Texas businesses who make safety their number one priority in the workplace. More information about Safety Focus Workers' Comp available at WorkSafeTexas.com. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with Inner Sight. Uh, We have a, a gift for you today, and so later on I'll be talking more about that gift, but I'd like to begin with uh, a thought for today. The present cycle is called the stage of the forerunner. It is preparatory in nature, testing in its methods, and intended to be revelatory in its results. And that's a thought uh, from the works of Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust organization. Lucis Trust sponsors this show, Intersight. And Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of books. And I guess probably the best way to give a a very quick uh, 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 idea of what those books are about is they're about spiritual philosophy, and uh, they're a lot about uh, discovering who we are and what our potential is. And so as you listen to uh, to our show, just be aware that all of the dialogue on this show emanates from uh, the 24 volumes from the works of Alice Bailey. The writings of Alice Bailey refer quite often to forerunners. What exactly is a forerunner, and and why is that? Why is that the theme of our program today? At this time of year, we have um, several holidays coming up that um, are days of honor and recognition of what I would consider forerunners. One is um, Martin Luther King Day in January. And then in February, we have uh, here in America the uh, President's Day, which is um, in honor of two of our past presidents, Lincoln and Washington. So it seemed appropriate to talk about forerunners today. That's a a theme that comes up in the writings of Alice Bailey, and it ties in with the topic that I was taught in grade school. I don't know if children still are taught uh, about the lives of great men and women who have really made a difference in human history, Mm -hmm. the people who really stand out on the cutting edge, so to speak, of uh, human evolution. These are the forerunners. And, uh, for example, Martin Luther King would be uh, an example of one who caught a glimpse of what was possible at a time of real crisis in America during the civil rights uh, era when there was um, so much... uh, 
um, discord and a real cleavage within um, society between the people who understood the need for civil rights for African Americans and those who were adamantly opposed to it and wanted to preserve the past, he was able through his own strength of character to make up a, a bridge in a sense between those two world views. He stood utterly for principles. He didn't compromise, but he didn't demonize people either. Mm-hmm. He used to teach uh, about the expulsive power of love, the expulsive power of love. He understood that love is more powerful than hate and that that energy, which it is, that powerful spiritual energy, when really expressed in a in a in a mass way could bring about uh, a correction of a terrible injustice and so it did Lincoln is uh, another example of a forerunner yes he's a very good example he he came forth at a, a time of great need and a time of great crisis in the, this country in the United States <coughs> and um, he he was able to um, embody in himself the, the needs of the country and the people at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think in that was... Yeah, go in, ahead. In a sense, the, um, the, the Alice Bailey uh, writings speak of him as, a, um, as embodying the soul of the nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I find that interesting. <coughs> there are certain individuals down through history who seem to sum up in themselves the soul of their people. Maybe Gandhi could be uh, another example um, of someone who who expressed the the highest potential within the people. These these people are not in themselves perfected beings, and nowadays the uh, tendency of historians is to uh, probe some of the more um, unredeemed aspects of character, and there are problems that you can identify both within Martin Luther King and with Abraham Lincoln. Both of, uh, of them had less than perfect personal lives because they were human beings, and yet they were in the forefront of what was possible within humanity for their time and in their society. Yes, their forerunners are essentially like pioneers, mm-hmm. I see, and uh, they they bring to light new ideas and new institutions. They institute new institutions and they establish new patterns of working and ways of uh, looking at the world and um they often come at specific times that coincide with the uh, unfolding plan of god uh, they come forth at a time of need and that's what's referred to in the in the present cycle it says in the opening thought the present cycle of the stage of the forerunner um <clears throat> this simply refers to the great this, this present cycle of the great changes that are taking place in the world, and this is largely because of these uh, forerunners coming in now to do their work. Another interesting word in our opening thought is revelatory. This stage is intended to be revelatory in its results. What that suggests to me is that these forerunners reveal or embody or enact or express something that is potential within uh, a large portion of humanity. They reveal, they display and express a quality that then the people of goodwill and of intelligence can follow and build upon because these forerunners have anchored and, uh, in a sense, documented the the essence of the change that needs to be made. 
Um, and there were certainly many people that followed upon the work of uh, Dr. King. Even though he was assassinated, as was Lincoln, their work continued because they had cut the, mm-hmm. cut the furrow to begin with. And we haven't said much about Washington. We should put in a word for George Washington. Uh, why is he a forerunner? Because he was chosen out of all of the great founding fathers who were present at the um, birth of uh, the United States as the most um, appropriate person to be the first president. He was, as I understand it, completely selfless in his um, lack of personal ambition. In fact, he wanted to stay on his farm in Virginia, and they had to beg him to take the office of president. But he was uh, a born and natural leader, and uh, he was able to, along with the other founding fathers, uh, help the United States to make an appropriate beginning. I don't think we really appreciate what they the Founding Fathers did, but when you think of somebody like Ho Chi Minh, the um, guerrilla leader, I guess you could call him, of Vietnam, I heard once that he uh, was a a great student of the U.S. Constitution and wanted very much to see its principles um, instilled in the Vietnamese political system, so we shouldn't underestimate what the Founding Fathers achieved. Mm -hmm. Have there always been forerunners, or, or is this a fairly modern phenomenon? No, there have always been forerunners. Uh, <coughs> they uh, probably even going back to caveman days. You know, the the <laughs> one who who discovered <laughs> fire. Let's say yeah. he was a forerunner. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, all down through history, there have been these great beings that have come forth and uh, presented new ideas, from the Moses to the Buddha, and of course Christ was probably the one of the greatest forerunners. Uh, as um, the forerunner for the Christianity in the world. And um, so, no, all down through history, there there have been many, many forerunners, and this is not a modern phenomenon at all. Quite often they uh, come into um, prominence at times of crisis, mm-hmm. uh, not when everything is going along very smoothly. Um, as, as the Age of Wisdom presents history, and I should say uh, for our listeners who haven't heard that term, the Age of Wisdom is the strain of um, spiritual or esoteric teaching that uh, runs throughout all the great religions of the world and that can be traced back uh, to ancient India and to the Vedas. It's preserved and um, runs like a golden thread throughout mm-hmm. uh, the religious teaching of the world. This ageless wisdom uh, teaches that uh, history runs in kind of cycles of um, uh, critical points followed by uh, more um, stable uh, periods when things are consolidated, followed by more crisis. Most of us, I think, probably uh, bent on avoiding crisis at all costs, but in fact, crises are um, exactly what the soul mm-hmm. of humanity needs to grow and to take the, the needed steps that bring about mm-hmm. change. Forerunners generally are especially prominent at those points in history when humanity or a portion of humanity is ready for another step, for a, um, a step forward mm-hmm. in consciousness. Really what we're talking about is the, the change in consciousness that occurs within a people. Yes, and that reminds me of one very 
well-known, I don't know if he's well-known, this person, but certainly what he founded was well-known, and that's the, uh, it has to do with the founding of the International Red Cross. Uh, the founder of the Red Cross was a man by the name of Henry Dunant, D-U-N-A-N-T. He was a, a Swiss businessman, and uh, he lived in from 1828 to 1910, and he's considered to be the father of the International Red Cross. And it came about rather an uh, interesting way because we were talking just a moment ago about crisis. Well, when he was on a business trip to um, Italy, and he was passing through this little town called Solferino, Italy. It's in northern Italy, and this was in 1859. And... Uh, <coughs> He didn't come there to uh, witness a, a war, but uh, he certainly did. He came in, involved in in a uh, battle that was going on between the um, French and the Australi Austrian forces uh, against the Italian Liberation Forces at the time. And they had uh, like 300,000 troops lined up against each other. And it was a horrific battle. And Dunant experienced the aftermath of this battle and there was some 40,000 casualties at the time and there was scant little um, medical personnel to, to help with all these casualties so he being a businessman and uh, very adept at organizing um, <clears throat> organized a relief effort right there on the spot and he got the townspeople together and they um, they, uh, he paid for bandages and medicines out of his own pocket and uh, out of this experience this horrific uh, carnage in this great crisis that he found himself in he, a few years later he came to the idea that what the world needed at that time was a some relief agency some independent some neutral some non-political group of volunteers to administer to the wounded in battle. And uh, so he uh, organized an international group of uh, European leaders and um, dignitaries. And in 1864, they came together in a conference and they drew up a convention of articles which uh, served as the basis for the International Relief Society to take care of wounded in wartime. And out of that organization, out of that meeting, was founded the International <coughs> Committee on the Red Cross, which is based in Geneva, and that Geneva was his hometown. So here we have a man that, out of this crisis, he, the best that he had to offer and the great vision that he was able to uh, conceive of the international nature and the neutrality nature of the Red Cross, this volunteer organization, came into being. And uh, that that's just the way these things turn out sometimes. And for those people who just tuned in, <coughs> you're listening to Inner Sight. And we're speaking today about, um, about forerunners, and um, forerunners seem to be people who make dramatic changes in the routines of humanity. And um, I even was thinking of a business uh, book that I was reading the other day and, and speaking about people who are in business who are change agents who effectively uh, 
change the course of, a, of an organization by their innovative ideas. Uh, but we also promised you a gift today. We're happy to give you that gift, and the gift is a pamphlet. And the title is The New Group of World Servers. It's um, uh, more or less in, in sync or in line with what we're talking about today. It's called The New Group of World Servers, and we'll be happy to send it out to you free of charge if you call us on our toll-free number. It's one uh, 695 and you can order any of the Alice Bailey books uh, uh, from us on that particular toll-free line, or you're welcome to buy the Alice Bailey books. There are 24 volumes, and uh, uh, the topic today is uh, mentioned here and there in several uh, volumes. There's no one volume that uh, focuses on it more than others. Uh, but if you want individual books, um, uh, esoteric psychology, we've been taking a lot of our dialogue has emanated from those two volumes, uh, part one and part two, and uh, some any any of the 24 volumes, or if you'd like to, you can get all you can order all 24 volumes of the Alice Bailey books uh, from us directly. And if you do so and order it uh, from uh, our organization, Lucy's Trust, you'll get a 10% discount. You're certainly welcome to buy them at Barnes and Noble, um, Amazon.com, or Borders Bookstore. But uh, you'll only get the discount directly from us. So once again, we're um, delighted to send this uh, this gift off to you if you'd like to. Uh, peruse this uh, pamphlet. It's called The New Group of World Service. Uh, the, you can phone us on our toll-free number to either order books that you want to purchase order, or to order the gift at one 695 You're also welcome to uh, order our general package of information telling you about who we are. We're not a religion. That's the most commonly asked questions, um, uh, question. We're uh, more, or less, more of an organization that focuses on spiritual philosophy, and we uh, we explore many different uh, ideas of spirituality and uh, spiritual philosophy. So if you'd like to learn more about us, you can also ask for our general package of information. Uh, an easy way to remember our toll-free number is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of New York LUCIS, L-U-C-I-S, N-Y-L-U-C-I-S. One eight six six N Y Lucis. Our website is www.lucistrust.org. And if you key into our website, uh, website you can uh, listen to our previously archived uh, library of shows, uh, uh, interesting topics such as uh, uh, what is self and uh, how do we go about uh, making uh, uh, changes in our lives, significant changes. Uh, and uh, so many others that you can take a look at, listen to as you key into our website. That's once again that's www.lucistrust.org. Our email is New York at lucistrust.org. And we also want to say that this show is funded by the generous donations of our listeners, and we need and we welcome your support. Uh, more about forerunners. Um, I don't know if I'm correct in making an analogous to uh, uh, to that business book that I read about be the, about a forerunner being a very dynamic change agent. But would you say forerunners are uniquely intuitive, uh, or are they more counterintuitive? Well, I suppose you could say uh, both are true. Uh, the intuition is that aspect of the 
of the mind that grasps the the emerging plan of God, that senses the um, the the future um, reality. It it's a kind of uh, capacity that jumps past reason and logic and grasps. Uh, an idea that's just on the point of being born. Great scientists are often intuitive. They have to be to be able to register the solutions to problems that previous scientific investigation hasn't uncovered. But on the other hand, the the forerunner also has to be, in many cases, kind of counterintuitive in the sense that this person is able to go against the prevailing sense of... Uh, um, reason and logic and wisdom that says life is such and such and reality is thus and so. The counterintuitive is able to think against that that tendency and come up sometimes with an entirely new and often brilliant perception. Um, th I was reading recently in Emerson's book uh, Essays on Heroism and he said that heroism often works in contradiction to the voice of mankind and uh, in contradiction for a time to the voice of the great and good. Well that's a good way to uh, describe the counterintuitive impulse. It goes against the voice of mankind sometimes and says uh, something totally unexpected is in fact possible. Hmm. At this time, would you say the nature of the forerunner is changing? I think it is, in a way, because <clears throat> in the past we've had uh, individuals coming forth uh, and um, presenting their ideas, but um, nowadays more and more the, um, the forerunner is in the nature of a group. Uh, the uh, problems in the world today are really soul-size, in a way, and um, they're very complex, and it's it's more than perhaps a single individual can handle at one time. So I think the um, the, the nature of the forerunner is changing. I think there will always be a place and a need for the really great individuals that chart the course for humanity. And something that kind of worries me about present thinking is this tendency to want to level and democratize human achievement to uh, say that uh, everyone is equal and nobody's better than anybody else kind of goes against the concept of the forerunner and the gift of the forerunner. We're all precious in the eyes of God. We're all uh, of value spiritually as souls, but there are people among us who are truly capable of greatness and by their contribution all of us are able to move forward. Mm. But this growth of the group forerunner, you're right, it is a, a phenomenon of today um, and it gives us all hope of being able to contribute our little teaspoon of whatever to a much larger pool of um, goodness for humanity. We may not be uh, capable of greatness as individuals, but as part of a group, people of intelligence and of goodwill and unselfishness and commitment to a just and right cause can be part of a group forerunner. For example, um, well, one group that comes to mind is Doctors Without Borders, which is a group that's doing great good in the world to uh, 
intervene in areas of uh, war and to be free of the political constraints, to be uh, able to serve the needs of the local population that are uh, being victimized without being caught up in the, the politics of it. That's an example, mm -hmm. I suppose, of a group forerunner. And I think also that it will be mentioned in this pamphlet we're giving out on the new group of world servers that um, this worldwide group is itself a forerunner for for the Christ, the coming mm -hmm. one. And um, so this was an unrecognized group, but they're very definitely in the world and it's performing a worldwide um, uh, movement to... Um, prepare the way for the coming one that will and, and I think shortly. I think that uh, the people that are uh, involved in the technological uh, revolution of today are part of this uh, group forerunner. I'm thinking of the people that invented the internet. The tremendous difference that has made in people being able to be in touch with each other and to share their ideas, not just for conversation and chit-chat, but to share knowledge and information and to have a sense of the network of servers that is literally worldwide is something that really comes across vividly if you go on the Internet very much and, and get a sense of the tremendous work being done by so many different groups, some of whom may be aware of each other, some may not, but they are all working along similar lines and supplementing and strengthening each other's work, the non-governmental organizations of the world that uh, do uh, such good in virtually every field of human endeavor. They are part of this group, Forerunner, and the Internet makes it possible for them to communicate. I remember what you said earlier in the show, Sarah, about uh, crisis. Uh, Winston Churchill said something very similar. He said, crisis breeds genius. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, speaking of genius, are forerunners are they are, are forerunners related to geniuses? Yes, um, I think <coughs> they are. The nature of genius is something that's not completely understood um, yet by psychologists, and of course, I think there are geniuses who are not particularly on the cutting edge of human development. They are simply gifted in a particular mm -hmm. field. For example, a musical genius or whatever. But but there are. There are geniuses who truly have have caught some spark of divine inspiration in their consciousness and uh, been able to ground it, express it in their field. And this brings up a, a, an aspect of the uh, of the forerunners that we have to emphasize for our listeners. It's that the these people are able to make a bridge between present human understanding and the divine plan of God. So they are a link between humanity and its higher future potential, which is the kingdom of the soul. They, they bring through ideas related to the plan that God has for our world, and they give them form and shape, and those th ideas then inspire others. Well, yeah, I think according to the ageless wisdom teaching, genius is a <coughs> is a quality that's built up over many lifetimes mm -hmm. of experience along a particular line of experience. And like like as you mentioned, uh, great musicians they've had many lifetimes of being musicians, and this um, this experience is built upon it with each new life, and it's the memory is still there and it's retained and. Uh, the same with mathematicians, you might say, also. Mm -hmm. 
But in whatever field they work in, these geniuses are able to reveal. There's our word revelatory again. They can reveal something of divine purpose and divine essence through their art or through their science or through their uh, understanding of human psychology or through their approach to religion or their new ideas about government or whatever. And once again, if you'd like to order our gift that we're giving you today, we'll be happy to mail it out to you free of charge. Just ask for uh, the pamphlet that we're giving away. It's very interesting, uh, filled with a lot of interesting information. It's called The New Group of World Service, and you can uh, you can order that pamphlet from us at one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven, or the easy way is one eight six six N Y Lucis. And that's about all the time we have for our discussion today. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So McDonald's? I could use my cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So McDonald's? I could use my cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that?